0: WhatsApp us now on zero seven two seven zero two one seven
1: zero two. So my very very clever producers gave me this word filicide. Never heard it before, but it means uh, children being effectively killed by their own parents. And uh, the shocking sort of um, feeling that uh, that that accompanies hearing this is that you imagine that parents would be the first line of defense for children and when that line of defense is viola- violated to the point where the parent is an active participant in the killing of their own children it's a, it sends chills down anybody's spine but as i said earlier it, it's a it's a conversation we need to have very very responsibly because the easy thing to do is to just throw rocks and to blame and to judge yeah and by saying so, I'm not saying that this is a justification or an acceptance of this in a way that says it's okay. No, it's not. Of course it's not. That's why we're all so shocked. But we're having this conversation to better understand what is going on. What are the conditions in our country, in our society, in our communities that give that make it fertile for filicide to take place? And perhaps in understanding that, we might be able to change the course of the scourge joining me to discuss is dr joan van Niekerk. she's a child activist uh, dr joan thank you very much for joining us i really appreciate it
2: no this is such an important subject and when i heard there had been another family yep. killing i must be honest with you my heart was really
1: sore yeah it, 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 <laughs> is, it is it is it beggars belief because as i said uh, dr joan it, it is almost expected that the parent is the natural protector of a child. So when the parent is the one that ends a child's life, sometimes as brutally as we've seen, and I was uh, uh, recounting earlier on, Um, situations where I've seen this kind of thing happen. I remember very vividly a picture of a parent going onto a roof with a baby, an infant, a little girl infant, and throwing her off the roof. Remember that picture? I mean, I just can't get it out of my head. Uh, We we had the very, very sad story of a mom uh, in England who is a South African national who ended up killing her children and apparently there were certain psychological issues. uh, but, But These are scary things. And just recently, we've just heard in Limpopo now of a father who's just killed her own children. What's going on, Dr. Faniker?
2: Well, I think, first of all, we are a very violent country in which we have high levels of every kind of violence, murder, domestic violence, violence against children. But there are other issues that feed into this situation as well, where children are seen as the possessions of parents Mm. and not as individuals in their own right. It's almost as though the child is an extension of one's own self instead of being seen as an individual. Mm. But what we are also seeing in many of these instances is the child being used as a tool to punish the other parent to deal with a situation in which one is unable to manage the possibility of the other parent leaving, divorcing, separating. Mm. Um, And this is probably one of the most common reasons um, uh, for this associated with this kind of behavior. Um, We have seen instances in which the person who has killed themselves and their family members. We have seen instances in which there have been episodes of really deep depression where there is seen to be no future for the family. But in this instance, we see the more common associated factor, which is anger at a spouse and an inability to accept my spouse is going to leave me or my partner is going to leave me. And then the the children become tools in this particular uh, scenario. Now, I do believe there's a lot we could do as a society. I think, first of all, we need to be accepting uh, of mental health and psychological difficulties. Somehow yeah. or other, in many of our cultures, there is a resistance to seeing um, mental, he- mental health mm-hmm. as a real issue. Yep. And when someone has mental health problems, this is often seen as a weakness. Yeah. But because of our high levels of violence, We do live under quite a lot of stress in this country. The future of this country at the moment is, uh, you know, not positive. It's not exactly something that one feels enthusiastic about with the economic problems, the high levels of unemployment, the Mm. high levels of violence. So we need as communities and as individuals to, to be able to pick up when someone is severely stressed, or unable to uh, deal with a challenge that life is presently presenting them with. Mm. Like a partner saying,
1: I no no longer want to live with you. Mm. Mm. Um, I can no longer accept your behavior. Yes. Dr. Joan van Niekerk, I want to go back to the other issue that you... Shall we call it the commodification of children in a relationship? where Where parents see children as a commodity with which by which they can negotiate the terms of their relationship i'm talking about the spousal relationship whether it's a married couple or not but to what extent is that also indicative of the way that we understand the terms of a relationship between people that are supposed to be significant others to each other indeed um and this is very very problematic Um,
2: that the children should be used in this way. But, you know, it's not uncommon. We see this often, but to a lesser degree, in instances of divorce and separation where neither parent will let go of using the child as a tool. So perhaps even um, you may have the situation in which there's an enormous fight over who will have the children in their care, who will have custody of the children, neither parent perhaps thinking of, well, which of us is able to offer the children parenting experience? And sometimes this is the mom um, who may have more nurturing skills and abilities, but sometimes it can be the dad. There are dads in many of our communities who are amazing dads, um, and very sadly, children get caught up in these conflicts and become the means by which couples hurt each other, um, provide each other with, with with trauma, and the needs of the children are absolutely forgotten. And of course, when a child is killed or children are killed to punish the other partner, this is the most extreme example of using a child
1: i would say as a weapon of war with one's partner well i'm looking at the reports that came out over the weekend Bulukwane police said in a statement on sunday that a limpopo man killed his two children following a dispute with their mother and later hanged himself after he fled the scene the two deceased children aged five and ten no five and eight went back uh, to Mangkweng on Saturday to visit their father for school holidays. Upon their arrival, he phoned their mother and a conflict ensued. Father alleged to have killed his own child. Uh, That's the one story. And then another one is a father alleged to have killed his own child as well as his girlfriend's two children uh, before committing suicide in his Pretoria home on Tuesday. Uh, the gruesome discovery of the three little bodies and the 29-year-old man was made by neighbors the 25-year-old mother accused of the murder of her four children uh, was denied bail on monday this came after she pleaded not guilty at the woodbank magistrates court so um, i'm 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 sort of reading a list of very very recent um Filicides. Uh, and maybe it isn't just uh, limited to filicide, Dr. Joan van Nieker, but also, of course, to suicide. It appears that there's Indeed. A sp- It appears that there's a spike. I mean, three such cases in the space of one week. Is there a spike? Are the conditions that lend themselves to this happening uh, so fertile that we have this kind of frequency? Indeed, yes. I think we're going through a very difficult stage as a country.
2: I I mean, our unemployment figures are through the roof. This creates a lot of stress for everybody. Even those who have jobs now have to support more people through what they earn. If you don't have a job, imagine how you feel as the traditional supporter of your family. You feel emasculated as a man you might feel that you are a total failure as a mother if you are an unemployed mother who doesn't have a partner to assist and support. So there's high levels of pressure and uncertainty. And so when the added to that is a conflict with one's partner, I'm sure that many people have a sense of hopelessness. But Having said that, this should never result in the exploitation of one's partner's love and affection for his or her children yes. um, as a means of getting back to one's partner and punishing one's partner for some kind of decision mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. made or are about to make.
1: Yeah. Give us a call, 11 as I speak to child rights activist Dr. Joan and tell me your thoughts about this phenomenon, filicide. Yes, and there is suicide in this matter. But I'm more concerned, I suppose, with the issue of the killing of children. Um, and, and that is not to say that I am not concerned about the suicidal sort of tendencies of parents once they've killed their own children. But y- you would expect that parents would want to protect their children at any cost. But it appears that there are other things that are at play here. And I'd love to hear your experience on 011-883-0702. On I have grown up and I've become an adult, Dr. Joan van Niekerk, understanding this kind of narrative, that I am making you a woman by, by making you conceive. And I am making you a man by conceiving your children and appear and appears to me that that narrative that kind of relationship a narrative between uh, men and women who get into a romantic up to or a sexual relationship is not about the 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 the, the, the children that they bear it's about them could Indeed. this kind of mentality be uh, perhaps part of the reason why we're seeing this kind of filicide growing? Indeed. Uh, Again, sometimes partners are seen as possessions.
2: You're my wife or you're my husband or you're my partner. um, And you belong to me. And if I can't have you, nobody else will have you. Um, And it's almost like, again, it's seen as an extension of themselves. The other person is seen as an extension of themselves. You do get the occasional situation where people feel the world is so hopeless they don't want their children to remain part of it. Um, And that is, as I said earlier, when people become really depressed um, and lose, you know, any sense of sanity in relation to themselves and their children. But this kind of very punitive response Um, in which one engages children, very, very concerning. It also means that we do need to do a lot of education around the rights of children and around the need to see one's children as developing individuals and not extensions of oneself Mm. and one's own aspirations. Um, And so this is uh, something that is truly important. And a lot of adults are concerned about children's rights because somehow or other they feel that children's rights have overtaken adult rights. And this is not true. You know, we live in a society in which everyone has rights. And it's so important that these rights are balanced against each other so that Affording children special rights of protection does not mean that parents and adults have to give up their rights yes. to safety, individual aspirations,
1: and so on. But education on children's rights, I believe, would be very helpful here. Indeed. Well, let's take a few calls from some of our listeners on 11 883 I've been talking um, at the beginning of the show about how we negotiate each other's rights in South Africa, different constituencies, different groups that um, that negotiate. It appears that there's a culture in our country and perhaps throughout the world where in our conversations, there's always the underlying lace of threat. Um, whenever I have a conversation with my wife, I will always say, I want this to happen or else. There's always the or else in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, when one uh, economic group negotiates with another, there's always the, uh, I, w- I want this to happen or else. There is not perhaps the maturity to say, listen, here is a win-win situation for all of us. To what extent does that play a role in in the filicide that we're seeing, uh, Dr. John?
2: Indeed, very important indeed. And this is a life skill that I believe children need to be taught at school. Um, The ability to negotiate conflict. There is no relationship without conflict. We see conflict between parents and children, between children themselves, between spouses. And it doesn't mean that the relationship is unhealthy. However, in a healthy relationship, one can talk through conflict. One might, in actual fact, agree to differ and to respect each other's point of view, even though one might not agree with it. And this, of course, is a sign of great maturity. Mm. And this is something children need to learn. Respect for the points of view of other children, respect for other people's cultures, belief systems, and so on. Because if they learn this skill in school, they take this through into adulthood. Um, it's part of having to learn to negotiate bullying, relationships that result in bullying, part of having to learn how to resolve arguments without getting into yeah. fisticuffs, yeah. fights at school. We should be attending to the skills that we teach children at school level. If we don't teach these skills to children, it's very much more difficult to learn them as adults because adults tend to develop patterns of behavior
1: and they fall back on me. So teaching children these yeah. skills at school a priority. Let's take some calls. mamelo is in Pretoria. Hi, Mamello. Hello, how are you? I'm Great. very well, thanks, Mamelo. What's on your mind?
0: Um, just to touch on the suicide uh, topic. yeah Um, I think it is very much important what the guest has mentioned. that the country is going through a certain state. Yeah. and um, the financial state, the psychological state of people in general, we have seen um, that some depression are now coming up more likely than before because then people are now more aware of, of the signs of depression yeah. how to deal with depression. Yeah. So again, to come back to your point, to say we need to have these conversations openly. So yes. um, we, without having people being afraid of being judged, Mm. Or, or, or certain comments thought back at them because the reality is children are being killed by their yes. parents, yes. which in natural instinct are the ones who are supposed to protect them. Yeah. So you could imagine what could be happening psychologically in the parent's head to even commit such uh, an act. But as well, it is important to instil such skills in children so that they grow up to be better adults. We need to look at reviving the culture in school, the things that children actually learn in school, yeah. because that's the basis foundation of of, of everything. And maybe um, you know, consider and talk to the government to perhaps um, fund more more on on on, on early childhood development because mm. that's very really important for, for children growing up in, in such a messed up country. I mean, kids could have comments about a precedent. They know the state in which our country is Growing up in such an environment I don't think is conducive. Yeah.
1: Mamela, thanks very much for your mm. call. Much appreciated. Jack is in Kempton Park. Hi, Jack. Your thoughts?
3: Hi. Um, I just believe the systems that we have in place um, actually does not help. Um, I recently went to um, a social worker at the school um, to report that an eight year old tried to hang herself. Mm,
4: mm, mm,
3: mm. I wanted them to sort of investigate the matter. I was previously involved with the mother of, my, of the children. Mm. Um, when the school social worker uh, did the report
4: mm.
3: within two days? She came back to say, "No, the child is okay. There's nothing wrong with the child." Mm. I am jealous. Mm. Even though on the memo that I wrote, I stated that. What what, what what what
1: what did they attribute your jealousy to?
3: They, they did not expand on that. Okay, I went to them and say, "Guys, why are you base this press on the memo that I wrote?" To them, trying mm. to get the child somehow. I was just, I explained to them that we separated in 2016. Mm. Now it's 2019. How do you come up and say, I'm just jealous? Okay, nonetheless, they asked another social worker to go and do an inspection of the house. And I'm thinking, how is the inspection of the house going to help the child? Fine, um, but the reason why I'm calling, because I know you guys are talking about the subject that involves a parent killing uh, the children. Mm. Now, just last week, Tuesday, a gentleman with uh, an Indian accent called me and said, the mother of my my children uh, threatened to kill the children. And she also threatened to kill herself. Now, I did not have the full details of this man because I, I don't know him. I contacted the social worker to say, please have a look at this. All they could say to me was that, is the children's lives in danger? And I said to them, this is the information that I got. Yeah. These are details of the person who phoned me. Please phone this person.
1: All okay. right. J- J- I Jack, I, 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 I've run out of time, but I think, I think you, you need to yeah, take okay. this very, very seriously. I think you, take it, you yeah. need to take it absolutely serious. I'm going to ask Dr. Joan van Nijker to, um, to comment on this. I'm, I'm just so sorry that I've run out of time, but uh, I'm going to ask her to... Uh, to
3: I, I, I understand that, yeah. but I needed to tell you that I approached the court as well in yes. February, and they've done absolutely nothing about the matter.
1: All right, Jack, let, let's let's hear what Joan has to say about this. Thanks very much, but I think you need to go even further. Kick all the doors down. Your children's lives are at stake here. Dr. Joan, What what is what is your advice to Jack?
2: I think any threat of suicide or killing someone else should be taken very seriously. And I would certainly um, go back to the authorities that investigated and ask them to reinvestigate. And if the social worker on the ground is not willing to do so, go higher in that person's system. I think we've become a little bit uh, blasé about this kind of threat. Whereas it should be taken seriously. Sometimes children make threats and they carry them out. Sometimes they make threats and they don't. But even a threat is an indicator that something is seriously wrong.
1: Dr. Joan Faneke, I've run out of time. How do people get in touch with you if they want to continue this conversation with you off air? Um,
2: they're very welcome to get hold of me through Childline. Um, although I no longer work for Childline, I do keep well in contact with them, and you know they can talk to a counsellor. at Childline, leave their number um, with Childline, and I will get back to them.
1: What is the number for Childline?
2: It is zero eight triple zero. Triple five double five. And please, if you think it's an urgent matter, please talk to the counsellor at Childline because it might take me a All little right. while to get back to you.
1: Doctor Joan the Nieker,
2: can act immediately I have to
1: stop. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your participation in this conversation, Doctor Joan kerk child rights activist.